Good morning, everybody. How's everyone doing? I need a little bit better than that. How is everyone? Yes, well done. Well done for finding the common room. Well done for fitting in. Apologies if you stood outside. Uh, we appreciate your enthusiasm. So at some point between now and tomorrow, we will build an extension. That's just how we're going to deal with that. So uh, welcome all of you here. Um, we're very pleased to see you all. We've got an exciting week lined up. Um, we're, hopefully we're going to think a bit together, we're going to push each other, we'll talk together, uh, hopefully we'll get you in groups talking as well about a bunch of different things, um, we'll work out how we'll do that in a minute, there might be quite a bit of turning around, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, we've also got air conditioning in here, which we should be grateful for, amen to air conditioning, long may it continue to work and keep us cool. Um, so this morning uh, we have Elwin, pause for applause. And uh, Elwin is in charge around here, as we call him King Elwin. And uh, no, he is, he's the boss. We do as he's, he's, he's the gaffer. We do as he tells us. Uh, and this morning he's going to talk to us about friendships, about companionship, and about relationships. Uh, and they've got an exciting story, actually. If you were hang out here in the afternoons and the evenings, just chatting with all of the people on the team, how they made mates with each other at New Day, how they're now serving here, it's very cool. So uh, I'm going to hand over to you now. You ready to go? Who are you, Elwin? <laughs> um, my name's Elwin. Thank you for the introduction. I don't know if some of you can see me here, but I feel like I'll just do this. Um, so, what's my story? I, I first attended New Day uh, 2014. Um, I came with that man at the back there. I was <laughs> standing right there. He, he brought me along. He's my ex-teacher, um, and he disguised this place as a, a school trip. <laughs> um, which, to be honest, we, we were up for it. Um, and we, we came along with the intention of playing football, um, which we, we all loved. We were mainly the football team who came along. And we literally came with the intention of having fun, playing football, um, and literally just coming to, to have a, a fun school trip. And actually, uh, we, we came to meet New Day, which was something that we essentially didn't even know existed. Um, and when we come to meet New Day and, and what it was, it was, it was pretty much an eye-opener. Um, and we literally were engulfed in, in what New Day was. So in terms of what, who, who I am and why I'm here and why I'm standing here right now, um, that, that's where my story started with New Day. Um, so what, right now what I do, um, I am a student. I'm sure many of you are students here. Hands up your students. Students. Oh, wow. Okay. A lot of students here. Cool. I also work in a school. Anyone here work in a school? Oh, okay. Very cool. Um, so that's, that's my day-to-day -day, um, in terms of who I am. But today, essentially, I'll be talking about friendships, talking about companionship, and talking about relationships. And the, the whole point of it really is we're looking at companionship as a whole. Um, and less at friendships and, and relationships because I think companionship is, is the centre of what God wants us to, to be doing when we're talking about friendships and relationships. So before we get started, I, I want you all to turn to someone you don't know and just say, hello, my name is. All right, back in. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hello, hello. Okay, I'm back, I'm back. Okay, cool. Alright, forgive me as I uh, get up my notes. This is actually my first time speaking at New Day. I've never actually done this before, so thank you, appreciate it. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to dive in a bit more to our journey, my first ever time at New Day, because I think that's how my whole friendship circle um, that I possess with my heart now and I love them to bits. Um, they, they're essentially, they're, they're from New Day. My, my group of friends who are from back home um, and who I still chill with now, we literally grew up together and came to New Day together. So I'm, I'm going to start with that journey. So essentially what I said, we, we came as a school trip. Um, there were about 20 of us. So we're talking about 20 boys, 20? 
12, okay, we started off with 12. 12 boys, um, sorry, I didn't say where I'm from. We're from Brixton. Anyone here from South London, Brixton? Woo! One person, woo! Um, so, yeah, we, we're from Brixton. Um, for those who don't know where that is, that's South London, as I just said. Um, and we came to New Day uh, at the age of 14. 14, turning 15, it would have been year nine. Um, as I said to you, with the intention of just having fun. Um, so when we came, we were very, uh, I won't say a rowdy bunch, but we were, we were a group of boys, um, essentially. And, and I just think when, <laughs> when you see that group of boys um, on the concourse, and we never, let me tell you something, we never moved one meter from each other. So like, if, for example, if, if he was there, we were just like, we were all in a bunch together, like just talking and walking around the concourse. So like wherever we went, everyone's like walking around us. And, and in a sense, it, it, it was like, we were so tight together um, that it felt like a band of brothers. And we literally, throughout the whole week, just, just kept that. So our first, our first meeting, um, our first meeting was, I remember getting out there. And I, who, is this, who's first time is this at New Day? Who, who's been to New Day before? And who's, who's first time is this, first of all? Wow. Okay. So a few of you have been here before. Quite a few. So our first time at New Day, um, I remember getting out there and when we start, it's all like, they prep you. So they give you the music you know, they give you the stuff you know, and they, they, they prep you. And then, and then they get straight into it. The worship team come out, bang, and then everyone's just like... And you were there like, and we were there, as a group, we were there like, what is going on? And, and to be honest, some of us were churchgoers. Some of us weren't. So there were a group of churchgoers who, for backgrounds-wise, I'm, I'm African, Ghanaian, Sierra Leonean. So I'm, I'm very, I know, thank you, thank you. I very much know about the culture of African churches. So this was not very new to me. I mean, it, it was pretty much something I'd seen before. But for, for some of my friends, it was like an eye-opener. Some people are like, they're worshiping, jumping in there, throwing their hands up in the air, and then some people are crying, and you're looking at them like, why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> um, and essentially, when, when a lot of our friends who, who have never been to church before are seeing this, they're like, okay, we, there's, there's, there begins to come some form of like, okay, I need to find out why why people are so interested in this, this thing they call Jesus, this person they call Jesus, this person they call God. Um, and so the, the journey of that week, I remember day one, day one we were, oh, we were standing still like this. And by day four, <laughs> we were congoing down the aisle. I don't know if you got to do it before, but they play certain songs. And when, when you, listen, when there's a, there's a congo line going, you have to join. If you don't join, then you're not doing it right. You have to be in that line. Um, so it, 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 that journey from, from coming to New Day and not knowing what's going on to day four, just getting involved, getting immersed in it. And, and at that point, we didn't really know what we were doing. We were, we were just joining in. We were just joining in. But we, we, we sensed what was going on. Um, and we knew that, okay, there's a presence here. There's a presence here. It's God. If it's not God, then, then what is it? So that year, um, I remember we had we had someone speak over us. I'm, I'm not sure if anyone is Steve Horn. No, 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 Steve Horn. Okay, you probably see him. You probably see him around. Um, we we got into um, like during the seminars, we had someone take us out of seminar. I think it was during the seminar into one of the offices over there, and this guy literally just spoke over everyone in the room like prophesied over everyone in the room and the way he spoke over people it was like this guy has got something I don't know what he's doing I don't know what he's taking but the way he is speaking over people right now like it's as if he's, he's telepathic and he knows what's going on in people's lives and it was just an eye-opening moment where people realized that whoa whoa God is real like this is this is a moment that you won't experience this anywhere else. And in that moment, I remember him speaking over me. And when he spoke over me, he started talking about us be, uh, me being, being someone to lead a group of people, lead a group, a group of people to God, 
um, be someone in leadership. And at that time, I was football. Football. My brain was all football. I was just. A, I was like. I still play football now, so at that age, I was like, I'm gonna be a pro. Like, this is this is it. Like, people are gonna see me. They're gonna look at me and think, Oh, I want to be like that guy. Like, because I'm a footballer. But actually, that wasn't the case. And and what what he was saying was, Look, God wants you to lead people to Him. And I'm standing up here right now. I kid you not. <laughs> Five years ago, I would not be standing. I would have not even imagined myself standing here talking to you guys and girls. And in that moment, it made me realize, um, actually, God God has intentions for you that you think you know. But he, he twists it and turns it around. Um, so back, back to the, the friendship and the, the companionship and the group. And as I said, in that moment, it was it was very much like a a prophetic word over the group and he, he spoke about us going back into our areas, going back into our the parts where we're from and, and changing the lives of people around us and I remember just going back that year and, and getting immersed into our, our church um, which wasn't the church at the time, but our church at the time but it's now our home church, Beacon Brixton and I remember attending with well, this would have been ten eight to ten of us, so not everyone would have come. We do regular youth groups um, with Dave right there. And, and literally, we would come every week and just talk about the Bible. Just literally talk about the Bible, talk about what it says, understand it more, understand what God has for us um, and his intentions for us. And in those sessions, it was almost like we were connecting in a way that God wanted us to connect and as I said you not everyone attended but even if it was just four of us it was as if like this group of us we're here together we're doing this together we're getting to know God together and I think without that without that personally I, I don't know if I'd be where I am now and, and that group of that group of four or that group of eight or that group of twelve it doesn't matter what journey what part of the journey they, they were involved in Without them, I don't know if I would have been in the position I am today. So, so looking back at the friendship and, and the group that I had, I, I, the, the band of brothers that we started with is not as, as big as it was before, but from then till now, the journey that has happened from having 20 guys and 20 boys on this concourse and enjoying New Day to, to being six of us loving God, immersing ourselves in what we're doing right now, being in the common room, serving you guys, um, the journey of, of our friendship group and what we we came from New Day to to where we are right now is a testament of God's work. Um, because I feel if, if that didn't happen, God knows where we would be right now. But God, God had that intention for us as a group, for us to all be doing our own thing, but at the same time helping each other through that journey. Um, I, I want to look back at. I'm also going to look back at. There was a moment. I remember we we would um, coming to New Day for us was like a culture change. We were we're, we're a group of black boys from Southeast London, and th- this New Day was predominantly white, and we didn't we didn't exactly know what to do <laughs> when we, we, we came across people of different culture. Um, and I remember Jack Treacher, Jack Treacher heads up sports, um, if you don't know. And <laughs> Jack, Jack would literally take care of us. Like he would literally, I remember there was a time when, this must have been our second day, we, we were in the sports hall, it must have been about 11.30, everything's closed, right? Everything's closed, and we had this secret access to go and use the sports hall and play basketball. We, we don't even play basketball. I, can't, I don't know why we were in there, but we were just playing sport. And Jack was like, "Look, you guys come. Like, we've got, we've got you. Like, come through." And Jack and his church, KCC Southampton. Not sure if he still goes there, but KCC Southampton. Whoever's in here, KCC Southampton. I love you guys. Um, yeah, they, they just treated us as if we were family, but they didn't know us. They didn't have a clue who we were. We literally came on a trip, school trip, and they treated us as if we were their brothers. And 
yeah, just looking back at Jack and looking at what he did, and for, for Jack, who is from this culture, he's from the New Day culture, he knows what it's about, and we, we had no clue what it was about. For him to welcome us, welcome us in and, and treat us as if we were family, it helped us to, it comforted us. It, it helped us to understand that this is, this is the love that God is showing us. Because love looks like this. Like, you may be different, but actually it doesn't matter. Um, he, he can display his love in many ways that we might, might not understand. And, and that, that's, just, that's just one story, but that was a version of someone who loves God and might not know someone, but wants to know them and wants to, to, to show God's love towards them. And through that, we, we, we gain a great relationship with Jack now, and he's tried to steal some of our, uh, <laughs> our team to, to work for sports. But it, just, just in general, that relationship, if that, if that didn't happen, there, there are many things we see at New Day right now that we, we don't know if we would have seen it the same. Um, so that story, looking at Jack and what he did for us, is, is just another version of the way God wants us to show companionship to each other. God wants us to show love to each other um, in, in all that we do. So, so I'm, essentially, I, the, the focus of this, this talk, of this seminar, is to kind of get together and talk about some things that, and topics that, that companionship looks at. Um, so I'm going to get some questions up. What I want you to do is get a group. Get a group around you. It doesn't matter who it is. You might not know them. Just get a group around you. What we're going to do is I'm going to shoot some questions out. I'm going to shoot some questions out. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk back about these questions and have a massive discussion about it. So right now, literally get into groups of, I don't know, get into groups. Just get into groups. Whatever number. <laughs> Just make sure it's not a group of 12. <laughs> Okay, so thank you. What's your name, sorry? Luigi. Luigi. Luigi says experiences. That's a great name, by the way, Luigi. Mario. <laughs> um, yeah, so Luigi, Luigi says through experiences we can gain meaningful relationships, friendships, and relationships. So that's a good one. Thank you, Luigi. Anyone else? Go on. Your name? Okay, we'll do it after. Sorry, repeat that. When you say time, through, are you saying through time of a friendship or a relationship? So through time, allowing time to get to know the person, it can become meaningful. I like that. Go on and we'll go with you. Okay, so can I, can I shoot this question back at you? How do we become confident to create those friendships? Um, having like, almost like ideas of what to say to like new people, and almost like conversations. So having a book? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I get, I get what you're saying, yeah. yeah. I like that. Thank you. So your names are? Chamandi. Chamangu. Andre. Thank you, Chamangu and Andre. Can we get... We're going to go two more. Two more. Two more. Oh, I'm back there. Your hand went straight up. Trust. Okay. I like that. I like that. So I'm going to shoot this question back to you. How do we know... How do we gain trust? How, how is that? How can we... You say trust, right? So how do we know we trust someone? Okay. 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 I like that. I like that answer. I like it. Oh, your name is sorry? Cameron. Cameron. Thank you, Cameron. Okay, we'll go one more. Go on then. Blue top. White hat. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, Lala. 
I've, I've never heard that analogy before. So he, so he said, the, the, repeat that for me one more time so I can. Yeah? Yeah. 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 So, so everyone needs to pull the levers. <laughs> okay, so, so <laughs> I don't know where we've gone with this right now, but God, I'm listening. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, guys. I'm gonna need a bit, bit of silence just so I can listen. Go on. So, so, so you're saying friendships and relationships are based on morals, with the addition of the analogy you gave me that I don't even know what that was. <laughs> Thank you, though. That that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so um, I, th- I think they're all some great answers. We looked at trust. We looked at uh, experiences. Looked at morals. Um, we looked at. I'm trying to remember time. We looked at time. And they're all key, key things we need to, to have a, a great or a foundation, or a good foundation to have good friendships and relationships. Essentially, we look, we look at all of these things and for me, I, I think, when we look at all of these things, right, the, the common ground for me is God. Because we, we look at morals, right? As as a Christian, if if my friend was a Christian, we have the same morals, right? We we pray, we think the same way. Not in every, but in terms of God, with God, we think about prayer. We think about okay, it's about God. It's Christ-centered, and when we look at morals, it's with God. Look at time, the time we give God. If we give time to God, we'll receive a great abundance of God's love. We've experiences. We experience New Day together. Me and my friends experience New Day together. We know God's love for the people. We know God's love for us. So there are many, mo- mo- many attributes that we need in these friendships are centered around God. So we'll answer the next question. Next question, we're going to go... I don't want to hold too long on questions. Next questions. So looking at looking at friendships, essentially, and we're, we're going to look at Christians in general. Um, as a Christian, and this is all subjective, so have your own opinions, please. As Christians, do you believe we should have non-Christian friends? And your name is sorry. And your name is okay, Emma. And so when you say we look at the person, what do you mean by that? Okay, okay. So, so this question I'm going to ask you. Um, we, I'm assuming I'm not going to. Okay, so I have Muslim friends, right? They may have good morals. They may, based on their their word, they could say they have good morals. They have good values. Why should I? What what causes me? Why should I be a friend? Why should I be friend of a Muslim? Not just based on their morals and their values. Fair point, fair point. Okay. No, I, I just wanted to, to pick a rain, but thank you for the answer. Well, we're going to go two more, two more. Lyle and Squat Hat. Okay, so your name is? Asha. It's because you said that, because I'm going to throw this question to you. We, for example, let's say we had, I had a group of friends, and none of them were Christian. Why should I be around them? 
So we'll say that last bit again, then he. Okay, so so if I am, let's say I'm with them, majority of the time, do they uplift me? Do they support me as a Christian? Do they help me to be grounded and centered in God? This is just a question. Don't, 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 I'm not getting at you, honestly. I just I want to see where your your heads out. Last, last person. Let's, let's. Okay, hands, hands. Oh, hands straight up. <laughs> Got it. Okay, let's round up the conversations. Okay, um, so so we're gonna go straight to this group in front of me because they pointed out their friend here. What's your name, young man? Charlie. Charlie. Go ahead. Answer the question. Do you want to answer it? Ask it again. Yes. Go on, then. Let's let's do this properly. So, how do we represent Christ in our friendships and relationships? Uh, I kind of talked about your actions speaking louder than your words. If you are like. I hear it, you know, if you hang around with people who are Christian and you're like, where do those those morals, what you're doing, where does it come from? Uh, there we go, Jesus, perfect. <laughs> All the Bible, yeah, <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's that's a good, thank you, appreciate the answer. Okay, next person, no one wants to throw their hands up. Oh, perfect. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you're um, right. I think it's very important to show your friends when they have questions. So you're saying we're using the word as our, let's say, weapon to 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 represent what Christ means to us. And your name is, sorry? Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, thank you, Jimmy. Okay, let's go two more. Ooh, we're from the same group. But we'll, we'll do it. We'll do, you'll do both of you and then we'll do. So let's go Red Braids. Red Braids, right? Yeah? Okay. Sorry, I can't. Could you go a bit louder? I can't hear you. Yeah. So, so I like that. That's that's pretty similar. It's similar to what you're saying. Is it becoming your personality, it becoming a part of you and embedded in you, then shows that that Christ is in you and, and it is represented. You can represent that in those relationships and friendships. All right, there. Let's go.
That is, thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's a lot. Thank you, Lord Lady. Okay, so uh, I just want to summarize by looking at a few. We're going to go into the word a little bit. Um, I just want to look at three main points, and we have pretty much covered them. And I just, I just want you to to understand that God wants us to be companions to those around us, and and He states it in the Word. So the first one we're going to look at, I think we we'll get people to read out. So first, first verse we'll go, Achilleastes, my favorite book, by the way, Achilleastes, I love it. 4, verses 9 to 12. Just throw your hands off if you want to speak and read. Do we have a brave soul? Mm. <laughs> no? No one wants to... Achilleastes 4, verses 9 to 12. Okay, yeah, glasses? Alright. Everyone listen up, listen up. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, I've been told just, just to make sure everyone can hear it. Thank you very much for reading. I, I think I'll read just, just to make sure everyone can hear it. Thank you, though. Appreciate it. Now I've got to go and find the verse. <laughs> if we under pressure. Uh. <laughs> I know where it is. Don't worry. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lay down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So, essentially, this verse, for me, um, and when I read it, it it makes me think, okay, clearly here it's saying, as Christians, we shouldn't be alone. We shouldn't be walking on this path by ourselves. We should have people beside us. And yes, it says two, but that could be four. That could be eight. And I think this verse embodies that God wants us to be in companionship with him. He wants us to have friendships. He wants us to have relationships that are centered in Christ. And and through that, we are able to uplift each other and be more God-centered people. So next thing we're going to look at quickly, um, don't want to hold, I feel like I'm running out of time here. John 15, verse 12. So just go to John 15, verse 12. Let's look more at Jesus. Okay, so it says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. And I think he was, he was talking to his disciples, and in that sentence alone, I don't think we understand how hard it is to love someone like Jesus loved his disciples. Like, Jesus washed his disciples' feet. I am not washing this guy's feet, <laughs> but in a sense, I would, because Jesus told us to. And if we place our love for each other, like Jesus showed his love towards his disciples' feet, his disciples in general, there's no way that we can't support and uplift each other to love God. So moving on to the next bit. The next bit for me is it's more about how God wants us to love each other. 
So again, very much similar. But this this is a verse that pretty pretty common, pretty it comes up in the Bible quite a few times. Mark twelve, this is twenty-eight to thirty-four. I'm not gonna read all of it. Twenty-eight to twenty-four, sorry. Sorry, forgive me. Come on, come on. Okay, so Jesus is talking about the greatest commandments. These are the greatest commandments that Jesus spoke about um, to his disciples. And I think here it just embodies that loving each other is... is probably one of the most important things we can do as Christians. It says, the most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And that second one there, love your neighbor as yourself, is exactly what Jesus did. He, he, he showed that to the people. He showed that to his disciples. And if we want to embody what Jesus is asking us to, to do, we, we have to love your neighbor. We have to love each other as we would love ourselves. And how, we do, how do we do that? We do that through what we've spoken about today. The, companion, the companionship, the, the love we show each other, the way we, we treat our friends, the way we treat our non-Christian friends, the way we treat our Christian friends. And, and that's just a way we can embody what Christ wants us to do. And the last point we're going to look at um, is that God wants us to be intentional too. God wants us to be intentional with our friendships and our relationships. And talk about in James. James is a, if you've read James, James is a very powerful book. And it, it talks strongly about the way of life. Um, so, so if you go to James 4 verses 1 to 9. I think I'm going to read this one fully. Uh, James 4, James 4, 1 to 9. Okay. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive, because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think that do you think Scripture says, without reason, that He jealously longs for the Spirit He has caused to dwell within us, but He gives us more grace? That is why Scripture says, "God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble." Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and well. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. And when you read it, it it sounds really like, it sounds like a telling off. And it is, in essence, it is. But for me, how I see this is we can't become accustomed to what the world is like. And and I see that through, through friendship sometimes. That I... Sometimes people, and sometimes we, we do it ourselves, and and it happens. We become, we worship our friendships, we worship our relationships, we worship those who we love, but we don't center what we're doing and what we're doing for those people in God. So we end up doing things for them, and it, it it's all to do with the way the world is now. And we we see we see social media, we see what the way the world wants us to be a certain way, and. If we're not that way, people look at you wrong. And that happens in friendship groups too. It doesn't matter. It, it, you can literally have friends who love you, but the moment you start to do something that they don't like, it instantly becomes a massive problem. And once it becomes a problem, 
some people would become accustomed to doing it so that it doesn't become a problem anymore. Whereas actually, if it's centered in God, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because God, God wants us to be like that. And if someone doesn't like it, then <laughs> God don't care. So, yeah, I think, I think when we're looking at our friendships and relationships, just be intentional. Be, be intentional with what you're doing, what you're representing, um, and what we speak about, what we represent through God, um, and how we are representing ourselves for God. So just be intentional in your friendships and remember that. Um, and there's just one quote I found. I'm going to end on this. When we attempt to find our security and value solely in human friendships, we become idolaters. So, I don't pronounce that right, but... <laughs> um, so when we worship our friendships, we become like idol worshippers. And it becomes something that we look up to and we're like, okay... If I don't do this, well, I don't. They're probably not going to talk to me again. They're probably not going to speak to me. It doesn't matter. As long as you show your love, you show that God is in you, and that's what that that is all that matters. And and just remember that, and remember that your friends are not God. So don't think that you should be worshiping them. You worship God, and God loves you, and He wants you to be a certain way. So be that way for Him. So we're gonna we're gonna end there. I don't want to hold you guys too long. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end in prayer. So so if we could all close our eyes and just bow our heads. Lord, I thank you that we're able to gather here in Norwich, in Norfolk, Lord. Um, and I thank you that we have friends. I thank you that you want us to be loving towards each other Lord your greatest commandment Lord it states that we should love each other as we love ourselves Lord and and through friendships and through relationships we have an opportunity to do that we have an opportunity to to represent you to represent Christ in our relationships and friendships Lord and regardless of whether it is non-Christian or whether it is Christian friendships that we have Lord we, we are able to show that Christ is embedded in our lives so, Lord, I pray for each and every single individual here, Lord, that throughout this week, Lord, they get to know you better. They get to know you more, and they get to know what you're about and what you have in, in store for them, Lord. I pray that each and every single day they're able to learn something new, something that will uplift them and help them reach out for your love. And I pray that they're able to take that and, and show that in their friendships and relationships, Lord. Lord, I pray that they're able to be companions to, to those who are yet to know you. And those who aren't are Christians and those who are their friends who are, who are Christians and, and are grounded in their, in their faith. I pray that they grow together in that. So, Lord, yeah, I just pray for everyone here that we're able to, to enjoy the remainder of this week um, for, for what it is. And I thank you that we're here and worshipping you and knowing you more. And, and, yeah, I just pray that we're able to to, to be more like you and be more like what you want us to be in days and years to come. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, so before... Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, before, before we allow you to go, I, I want to call out Matt. Is Matt here? I think I've lost him. Matt Phil. He's gone? Oh. <laughs> Hi, Matt. So tomorrow, Matt will be leading us um, in our career paths talk. So, Matt, do you, do you want to come over and say something? Or do you want me to just hype you up? So, Matt, Matt is, is literally going to talk to us about um, career paths and how our career paths are can be and should be and if it I mean depends on, on what you're doing how they can be grounded in God um, and yeah I think it'll be a great talk he's got something loaded he's, he's made something for this he's he prepared um, since 2019 so <laughs> no I'm kidding right honestly come tomorrow I'm, I'm so grateful you all turned up we, even, we made so much out of the space Honestly, I don't think this many of you are going to turn up. And I appreciate you guys engaging with each other. I hope you met someone new today. And yeah, talk to them throughout the week.
Bring them here tomorrow if they're saying they're not coming. So we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to let you guys go now. Thank you so much for coming.